girl, this is Miyoshi Walker, and you're listening to Girl Good Grief Podcast, where we share stories of navigating through grief, life lessons, and relationships. Girl Good Grief is about me defining how you don't have to settle in sorrow, pain, or your grief. My message is not limited to a gender, a socioeconomic boundary, or one thing or one person. Girl Good Grief is the euphemism of good God. And we can navigate the challenges of grief by trusting God every step of the way. So join me on this journey as I share my real life stories of how I navigated through difficulties, learning how to cope with grief and how I allow God to transform me into a brave woman of faith. By doing this, I began to think different, live different, speak different, believe different and totally trusting him along the way. We believe grief comes in all forms of life, but you don't have to navigate it alone. You can be inspired to shift your mindset to trusting God through the process of grief, no matter what that looked like. On this podcast, this is where we're trusting God through the process. Welcome back. In today's episode, Let It Flow, Tears of Grief, I will discuss some things on what we can do when we're caught off guard when we have a mini meltdown of tears. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. So today's topic is Let It Flow, Tears of Grief. So I'm going to start out with the scripture, um, Limitations 2 and 19. And it says, pour out your heart like water before the presence of the Lord. So when we're going through pain, grief, and disappointment, our our emotions are triggered. And most likely some will cry, but others will hold it in. And so when I was given let it flow, tears of grief, because at points in time of our grief, no matter what type of grief that is, you know, anything can trigger or anything can set those emotions off. And it it's up to us to become healthy in the space of knowing that it's okay to cry during those times. Um, and so I want to just discuss some of those things, um, what I have experienced and possibly gone through during this six months time of the death of my daughter. So with that being said, let it flow tears of grief. Tears are very natural. So I didn't know upon thinking about, you know, tears, that there's three different types of tears. So I looked up what is a tear. And so to be exact, there's three, actually. So there's the basal tears, the reflex tears and emotional tears. And so the basal tears, they they are always in our eyes to protect us from the debris and keep them lubricated and nourished. And then the other one is the reflex tears. And these form when our eyes are exposed to irritants, such as like smoke and onion fumes. And then the emotional tears, these are produced whether we are happy, sad, or feeling some other type of emotion. But we're going to discuss the emotional tears. So emotional tears, believe it or not, relieve stress, according to researcher Dr. William Frey. And he's a biochemist. And... So if emotional tears relieve stress, you know, I'm not for sure how you feel. But when I begin to cry, I do 
feel some sense of relief, but I do just cry it out. I don't stop myself from crying. I just cry it out and just let my emotions, you know, be able to feel during that time. And so I will say it's some truth to it. Um, that, you know, emotional tears can relieve some stress um, when you're going through grief or whatever type of grief you're going through. And also some researchers believe that crying is a social signal to get help from others. You know, when you're in pain or you're feeling sad or feeling some type of distress. So oftentimes when we cry out, it's not necessarily to just, you know, signal others that, you know, we're needing that support. But, you know, if if you are around a person or around people when you do begin to cry, you know, you know, you can receive comfort from them or encouragement from them. But, you know, as for me, you know, I do try to, you know, get a hold of my emotions, especially if I'm out and about with a group of people, like I shared, um, I believe last week that, you know, I had a trigger when I went out, um, maybe a month or so after my daughter's death and my husband and I went out to a cousin's birthday party and the band began to play Anita Baker. And so that was the first time that I heard Anita Baker song after my daughter Sade's death. And so it triggered some emotions because, Sade and I were the only ones really in a house that really love Anita Baker. So for me, that was an emotional trigger for me. But once I cried it out and got those emotions out, I was able to gather myself and and enjoy the rest of the evening. So, you know, it does make you feel better when you just get those emotions out, whether it's a trigger or a thought of that person or something that you just might be experiencing in that moment, whether it's a smell or um, you know, a, a birthday or whatever it is, you know, it it's good to get that out, that cry and that emotional, those emotional tears out because God created us with tear glands and the ability to cry. So that means that, you know, we will have times where we do need to weep, you know, that doesn't make us weak, but it's just times that, you know, we need to weep. I always call it, call it a cleanse, a cleansing sometime. And so, you know, there are numerous individuals in the Bible that wept. So let's let's think about how Jesus wept over his friend Lazarus' death. And John 11 and 35 tells us that. And David also wept when his son became deathly ill in Second Samuel 12, 21 through 22. So just let the tears flow because weeping and crying is part of our human nature. You know, it's nothing wrong with it. It's not a sign of you know, weakness or that you're not able to, you know, control your emotions. It's just an emotion that we have and that we deal with. So allow the the tears to flow. So tears are certainly part of the process of healing in our soul, because as I just stated at the beginning that um, in Lamentations 2 and 19, this is when God speaks to the prophet um, Jeremiah. And this assures us that God wants to to us to bring our pain to him. You know, when we're going through and we, we're dealing with that pain or th- those emotions of tears, you know, when I'm in that moment, you know, I just ask God to just help me through the process of this and help me to understand these emotions that I have at that at that time. And he, he does that every time. So God wants us to bring our pain to him. So when we tell God about it, without holding anything back, God already knows about it anyway. 
but getting it out in the open is very helpful to to us part of our healing process so let's admit that no matter what our emotions will manifest in some type of way so it's just best for us to deal with them before they deal with us so we don't want our emotions to deal with us we need to deal with our emotions so therefore you know crying is cleansing crying is healing crying can you know be beneficial to healing in our soul so tears can be an ultimate healer but we have to realize that and not, you know, withhold that when we're feeling that emotion. And so I came across this quote. I love quotes. And this quote said, there is a sacredness in tears. They are not the mark of weakness, but of power. They speak more eloquently than a thousand tongues. They are the messengers of overwhelming grief and deep, unshakable love by Washington Irving. So that that quote really spoke to me um, when I came across it regarding finding out what is tears. And so that really spoke volumes to me because it says there's a sacredness in tears. And it is because tears hold so many emotions. It holds the emotion that what we're feeling at that time, whether it's happy, sad or, you know, a grief emotion. And, and it's not a mark of weakness just because we cry. Like I stated, that 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 makes us human because everyone should cry at some point, whether it's happy, sad or whatever it is that that emotion is. But it says it speak more eloquently than 10,000 tongues because, you know, through tears, it, you know, a lot of emotions are in those tears. If each teardrop can tell that emotion, you know, it, it will speak more eloquently than those than 10,000 tongues. And so we need to know that tears are unspeakable love because sometimes when you can't speak, you know, God definitely knows our heart matters because he already knows about it. You know, that's one of my favorite phrases that I always say. God already knew about it before it happened. So he knows that we're going to, you know, cry and have moments of where we're um, emotional and have tears or, you know, uncontrollable tears or just that emotion of being triggered by something. So sometimes, you know, crying can sometimes, you know, it can be it can suck and it can be embarrassing sometimes when it's in areas like, you know, where, you know, we feel like, you know, maybe it's out of order. But also it reminds us that we aren't in control as we wish that we were. So the bottom line is that when we're grieving, tear triggers can be anywhere. It doesn't matter where we are. We can be in a grocery store. We can be, you know, driving. We can be with friends and family. Anything can trigger and we can have that emotion at any time. And it's okay. It's okay. That doesn't make you a bad person. We are human. And I had to realize that because, you know, the the one event that I spoke about at the cousin's birthday party, you know, I was embarrassed at first, but then it came to me in that moment that, you know, these are real raw emotions and I can't control the emotions that I'm feeling right now. Because at that moment I had that memory of my daughter. I was just triggered of her in actuality and reality that she's not here anymore. And I just had that moment, but it doesn't make me embarrassed because that's someone that I love dearly that I lost. So we can't always plan what will set off our emotions. So 
It can be a song playing in the elevator or we can see a family playing in the park and it triggers a memory, you know, or a comment someone makes. Or, you know, we can be in the grocery store, you know, just picking out that favorite fruit and it might be something that your loved one loved or, you know, your significant other loved because, you know, tears is, you know, I'm speaking of grief, but that can go in terms of relationships as well. So, you know, we can pretend like it's not an issue, but if we face realities, that reality, tears will, you know, sometimes show up without an invitation. You know, sometimes we can panic when it happened, but that that is a real emotion. So we just need to, you know, learn how we can cope as individuals to deal with those emotions and how we can, you know, um, navigate our way through it and to get to a place of, you know, where we can control it if possible. But it's definitely a process. Grieving is different for everyone. So everyone is not going to grieve the same. So I learned to just definitely be in my emotions um, since losing my daughter, Shoday. And I have learned to cry when I needed to, you know, I try to not make it as noticeable if I'm out and about, but I usually feel when it comes on. So if I'm at a place that I can go to, I go and have a moment and then I, I, you know, clean my face up and pull myself together and I have my moment, Um, you know, because I feel like, you know, as I stated, we don't know what will trigger us or when that emotion will come. And I always just tell myself, you know, nobody can't tell me the amount of love or the memories that that's triggered at my moment because that's my moment. And so if they say, you know, she's crying too much or she should be over this, you know, I definitely, you know, just um, reject that because at the same time, I'm not trying to internalize it. So at that moment, I know that that's my moment because no one, as I stated, can tell me the amount of love or the memories that I have when that trigger come. And so I just have my moment. And, you know, like I said, if I'm around people, I just dismiss myself. And, um, and then I just let the tears flow and have my moment. And so, you know, when we do have those moments or those tears of grief, you know, it's just some things that come and I've learned a few things. And so I want to discuss some things, you know, what to do when we're caught off guard, when we have a mini meltdown, you know, because I have had many. And so one, I learned to just breathe. I just breathe through the process of it and, you know, breathe in and breathe out and just, you know, go through the emotion. And, and most of the time that helps to calm me down and, you know, to get me in a space of where I can, you know, handle that emotion. But I just, I like I just stated, I definitely just have my moment. And the second thing is don't panic. You know, I know that's easier said than done. I know that is because, you know, I try not to have that. And I definitely pray about that. So when you feel yourself that you're starting to well up in front of others, you know, don't don't panic, you know, just actually, you know, just allow them to just, you know, flow and just, you know, dismiss yourself and, you know, go to a place where you can just breathe and just move on to some of the other steps that I'm going to mention. But, you know, try not to just tense up about it and just try to just breathe in and out, as I stated, but and don't panic about it. You know, just have that emotion and just go through it and, you know, just have your moment. And so the third thing I want to 
discuss of what to do when you're caught off guard, when you have a mini meltdown is really be honest, be honest with yourself and be honest with others. You know, if you just want to be alone, tell them or tell that individual, you know, right now, I just really want to be alone because, you know, we all work hard to probably avoid emotions, but we don't always know how or the person, other person don't always know how to support you know, when you're going through. So sometimes, you know, you just need to be honest with people and just tell them what you need, you know. Um, And sometimes just, you know, some people, they don't realize that they can say some really harsh or some really dumb things. And I'm just being honest when when you're when they're trying to help. But, you know, try not to hold it against the person. and, And I just try to, you know, just navigate through that. But I learned to really be honest, you know, when I'm having a moment of that emotion or that trigger or that feeling. And so the fourth thing is to reflect, you know, reflect and make time to address what that issue is that you're going through, what that emotion is, you know, when you're when you're able to um, stop and, and control your crying, you know, it it can't be avoided, but it's going to happen. So, you know, spending some time in privacy when you're, you know, by yourself, you know, think about you know, what triggered that emotion or how can I, you know, go through it? Sometimes it's not explainable, but, you know, what helped me, you know, I journal a lot. I listen to music and I pray, but ultimately I just pray, you know, for God to help me to just make sense of, you know, the emotions that I'm going through so I can understand it and begin to heal. Because believe me, I definitely have moments daily, but I just ask God to just help me through it. And I, I do the, the steps that I mentioned before. I just breathe. I don't panic. And I and I really be honest with myself and others. And so just take time to reflect and make sense of, you know, your emotions that you're going through. And then the fifth thing is, you know, don't worry about what people think. You know, um, if people see you cry, you know, um, don't worry about that. You know, you can just make yourself more upset by looking at others' facial expressions or just, you know, maybe overhearing some things. But don't worry about that because, like I stated, that is your moment. That is, you know, your thing that you are dealing with, your grief or a relationship. So if you find yourself worrying about what other people think, you know, just have some good old fashioned self-talk, you know, but everyone cries. Everyone, you know, gets emotional in public. You know, that's very normal and that's very natural. So those that care, you know, they really understand and they support me. And they have shown that since the beginning, because, you know, you have, you know, people say you I'll be there for you. Or if you need anything, let me know. At that moment, you really don't know what you need. But just being there in support or just sending a word of encouragement, you know, but when you're having that moment and you're crying, you shouldn't worry about what other people think, you know. Um, even, you know, if you're in public or at a family function or whatever the case may be, you know, so just, you know, have your moment and don't worry about what other people think, you know, just let your tears fall, let them fall with pride. And so those, those are five things that, you know, that we can do when we're caught, caught off guard, when we have a mini meltdown, just breathe, don't panic, be honest, reflect and don't worry about what people think. And as I stated, just let your tears fall with pride. They're they're not a sign of weakness or self-pity, 
but it's just an expression of our sorrow that we're going through. You know, it takes courage to feel your feelings. It definitely takes courage to feel your feelings because, you know, some people or some individuals want to, you know, be hard or have this hard exterior, but it's okay to show your emotions. God have, you know, created us with emotions. And if, if, if we don't express our emotions or show our emotions, you know, does that make us inhuman? But at the same time, it's nothing wrong with it, you know, so it definitely takes great courage to feel your feelings and to express yourself openly and honestly. You know, I learned that, you know, I was told that at the beginning of, you know, the death of my daughter, you know, use your words, express yourself. So I definitely, you know, have learned to just do that especially in this moment, because I just look at things as, you know, we have one life to live. And if this person is, you know, judgmental or um, rather supporting or in a way that, you know, is not beneficial to you, I've just learned to, you know, be honest and open with them. And it takes great strength to tend to your sorrow when you're going through Crying is not for the weak of heart, but, you know, crying definitely express words that when you can't talk, you know, our our grief is real, you know, it's real to feel. So we need to express it and accept it and, you know, integrate that and, and we need to heal from it. But grief, it does take, you know, pers- persistent when persistence when going through and patience and self-compassion and courage. You know, it takes a lot of courage when you're going through grief because it's a lot of emotions in grief and when you're dealing with grief. So the tears are definitely the the sweat of the grief work, you know, so let the tears flow. It's okay. It's a cleansing. It it heals you. It it makes you stronger. You know, it's not um a place where you have to feel like, you know, you're you're in this pity party or is or that you're weak. It's not that. You know, tears are uh, was created by God, as I stated. And so it's not our job as the griever to make others comfortable when we're expressing our grief. You know, it, it's just up to us to grieve. So to grieve, you know, we need to feel and we need to express our sorrow. So if your tears appear to make others uncomfortable, uncomfortable, you know, just calmly speak your truth and teach them about your tears. You know, when I, when I have had moments and people are around, I do, you know, I tell them what that moment is and why I feel like that. But, you know, sometimes we just have to just teach people, you know, how to, to really, um, deal with that, especially if you're the one on the side of that, you lost your loved one. So, you know, when I cry because I'm grieving, you know, it's because I'm sad over the loss of my loved one. So that loved one will be gone forever. And so that's a real bittersweet moment. You know, you won't see that that loved one unless you're saved and, you know, and you are a Christian and you will see them, you know, in eternity. But at that moment, when they're not near you or you can't have access to them or you can't talk to them, that's really bittersweet. So when I cry, there's no words to adequately express how I'm feeling sometimes. You know, I cry because, you know, I have, I I was brave enough to face another day. I, w- I was able to endure and push forward and, you know, living my life with my grief. You know, I cry to express myself and I cry to relieve and release 
my grief. So the most important thing that we can do is show compassionate and support each other and be in the space for those tears when those tears come to where we can just breathe and sit and understand that the crying that we're experiencing, what is that emotion? What is that expressing expression? So the crying is just a release and a healing, you know, it's not that, you know, that we should just stop it abruptly, but witnessing the tears just remind us, you know, of our own powerlessness and our inability to fix things. And the, and, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily lessen the pain, but it gives some relief to it. So crying is definitely good for our health and for our mind, body and spirit, because we get to release those things that, you know, are bottled up in emotions or that grief that we're feeling because crying is just a natural cleansing, stimulating way that we can release our pain. So give yourself permission and time and space to work through your grief for you to feel and for you to express your feelings as they come. So, you know, when you're when you're feeling better by the healing of your tears, you know, you can find solace in knowing that your tears, you know, help you express your unspoken words and your sadness. And, you know, when that pain or that grief is leaving your body. So, you know, there will definitely come a day when the tears will not be a part of your daily expression. But, you know, they will probably forever be there because, you know, as I stated it says grief does not have a deadline. So it's different for each individual. So until that day, let the tears come, let them fall and and know that they are a powerful component of healing. So let's practice that self-compassion and that, that self-love and that patience with ourselves and, you know, to find active nurturing things for our soul. You know, I equate that to praying and, you know, reading the Bible, spending time with positive people, doing positive things. And remember that every tear that I'm sorry. And remember that every tear that is shared shed carries pain and stress and that we can relieve it when we cry. So allow the healing to begin and let it flow. Many blessings. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let it flow tears of grief. I hope that you found some things that are informational and beneficial to you and allowing to let your tears flow. For additional information, you can find the Girl Good Grief community on Facebook. I will leave a link in the show notes or by email girlgoodgriefpodcast at gmail.com. Please like our Facebook page, share and download and leave a review on the Girl Good Grief listening platforms. Have a good rest of the week. Many blessings.